In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus made his way through towns and villages, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. With him went the twelve, as well as certain women who had been cured of evil spirits and ailments. Mary, surnamed the Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, Susanna, and several others who had provided for them out of their own resources. The Gospel of the Lord Some modern scholars have accused the Gospel writers of being overly patriarchal, with too much emphasis given to men and too little credit given to the female followers of Christ, apart from an occasional cursory mention and an unflattering depiction of them as mere household workers or pretty props. But that is not what we see in today's passage, which provides us with a sampling of our Lord's ministry. The twelve are mentioned, of course, but St. Luke also names three Galilean women followers of Jesus, Mary of Magdala, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna. The first two appear in the Passion Resurrection narrative. The other Gospels describe their appearance in that narrative, but only Luke informs us that they served our Lord and the Twelve out of their means during the public ministry. These three will certainly not have been the only women who followed our Lord, but their mention and inclusion here would have startled the Jews. Jewish rabbis would exclusively have male followers, and so the presence of women among Jesus' disciples was countercultural and highly unusual. But that is not all. One of the three was a woman formerly possessed by demons, and another attached to Herod's entourage, a wife of his principal official. If you recall, it was Herod who had St. John the Baptist executed. The presence of these women would be a cause of scandal, not only to the Jews, but also to our Lord's other followers. But our Lord was not perturbed by people's perception. In his kingdom, these are the ones who will be his new subjects the poor, the weeping, the disenfranchised, the reviled, for theirs is the kingdom of God. The Gospel of Luke has always been considered as the Gospel of women. In fact, Luke is the evangelist who presents the largest number of episodes in which he underlines the relationship of Jesus with women, and the novelty is not only in the presence of women around Jesus, but also and above all in the attitude of Jesus in relation to them. Our Lord touches them and allows them to touch him without fear of being contaminated. Unlike his contemporaries, he counted women as his disciples. The liberating force of God, which acts in Jesus, allows women to rise and to assume their dignity. They are given a voice. They are described as people of faith. But the greatest role in the gospel is reserved for women. They will be made witnesses of his resurrection, 
and one of them was even made apostle to the other apostles. At a time when witness of women is not accepted as something valid, our Lord accepts women and considers them witnesses of his death, of his burial, and of his resurrection. And as the first reading reminds us, without the witness of his resurrection, our whole Christian faith falls apart. Remove the witness of women from the early church and throughout her history, and the church as an institution would fall apart like a deck of cards. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.